0: How do we know she is alive?
1: I hate when people talk during the movie.
0: No wire hangers ever! You are tearing me apart,
2: Lisa!
3: Your stupid minds, stupid, stupid! Relax, it's all in bad taste. Cats list in front of you, cats lists in case You need to refer back to them one cat's more time. List cast, lists, cast lists. I'm saying
0: lists,
3: lists, cast lists. Cast. It's not an easy word, let's be honest. Cats like, regardless lists. of whether or not we're, we're watching a movie about cats, it's still a hard word to say. I always have trouble with that word. Hello, fellow jellicles, and welcome to the Bad Taste Buds podcast where we talk trash about the very best of bad cinema. I'm your host Rumble Teaser, and today I'm joined by the magical Mister Mistopheles. Is that me? It could be. It could, be if you want it to be. Okay. Do okay. you want it to be you? I don't know. I've not seen it. I don't know. Who that... <laughs> knows? And joining him, we have Jenny Anydots over
0: there. Hello, hello. She knew I'm that was her.
3: It's a, it's a female cat, so yeah, you get, you get to be the talking female of the group. <laughs> And last but not least, we have.
1: I am the psychiatrist they have hired to cure Liam's obsession of cats.
3: Thank you very much. I need it. I was that first of all unlistenable to like accent, whatever the fuck that was. You are very welcome. You we tried like Sigmund Freud or something. This
1: is my psychologist voice. It I'm sounds slightly Dracula.
3: Russian, slightly German. It sounds like a riff, slightly yeah. Transylvanian, slightly Dracula, yeah. Mysterious.
0: <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's just you say? sloping more towards Dracula. Yeah.
3: I mean, I've made it no secret that I've been obsessed with this film since it came out last year. So this is like a whole year in the making. I've been excited to get you guys to watch it's it. Problematic. It's it's slightly problematic. It's taken over my life a little bit for a whole fucking year. It's just such a baffling case of what the fuck happened here. It's it's unheard of, really, in modern cinema how. It's a, it's a domino effect of everything going wrong at the same time to culminate in one of the weirdest and one of the most traumatic, traumatic experiences you can have.
2: I was under the impression that the ethos of this podcast was good bad movies, but everything I've heard about this one is just, it's just shit. So I'm I'm, I'm furious that you're making me
3: watch it. You know, get one on with the, the rest of it. One of the biggest sort of
0: taglines was that it would haunt viewers for generations, so...
3: So that's it. It's gonna haunt Jack for generations. He's not, he's not even seen it again. He's already freaking out. Well, <laughs> well, no,
2: we rented it. Me and Hannah paid three pounds something on Amazon for it. He's and still we Literally, literally watched three four minutes of it, uh, uh-huh. and just went no. He's fuck, like email fuck this, e- emailing <laughs>
3: Bezos the next day for his refund. Like I demand. I don't know.
2: I didn't even try. Actually, I should have <laughs>
3: just gave up. All your uh, yeah.
2: Oh, I've given them money for that, haven't I? They've made a profit off that. Fuck.
3: To be fair, yeah, they're already under budget. You've given a little bit more to the to the. What was the right so no the the actual like I'm 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 all You're over the place. Well <laughs> I'm all over the place because I'm kind of like both are really excited and really nervous to watch this again. Like we just got off the heels of watching the nineteen eighty one version being Ryan the other week.
1: Which I would say that was a bad movie, not a best worst movie. That so was is song. it just
3: like I don't a, think it's a Broadway
2: bad. show that's been yeah. filmed or is it a
3: film? Yeah, it's like Hamilton style, like they just put the cameras on the stage. They didn't have an audience. I think Hamilton at least had an audience, but it was like here's the here's the show. We're just right. going to film it, and it's a it's, lot better than this. Both still bored. It's not for me. I think the main problem with Cats is it's just not for me. It has a massive fan base. It has a rabid fan base. I'm, I'm,
2: I'm not a big musical person. Is it a well received musical?
3: Yeah, a... yeah. It's
0: one of the fourth longest running musicals. It's, it's, yeah. lo- it's Lloyd. It's Lloyd yeah. Webber as well.
3: Like it's his. It's it's not I mean, everything was though. <laughs> everything, like everything. Everything Lloyd was Lloyd Webber. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Pretty much.
3: Was well, Phantom, uh, Joseph and the Technical, Dreamcore, Evita, and Cats are the big Webbers, and, and Cats is lauded as one of the more out there they're, all pretty, <laughs> they're all pretty out there it's based off T.S. Eliot it's based off basically a book of children's poems which leads to the dis- disjointed narrative we'll say <laughs> I feel
1: like I would enjoy the book
3: of poems I apparently know. they,
0: they yeah. sort of related it to a bit of like a Dr. Seuss type style they're quite cute they're
3: not I've, I've, they read, a few, so I've read a few they it so I they're imagine they're
0: quite light hearted really and just a yeah. bit of fun but
3: I mean we all have cats here so how are we feeling about never looking at them again <laughs> How are we feeling about that? <laughs> I just
0: need to shut Molly away for a night. Well, we
3: have three, and I don't know for a fact. I know for a fact I'm not going to be able to go home and stroke them for a few days. Like <laughs> we saw this, me and me and Ryan saw this opening weekend in theater. There was a crowd of maybe about ten people lining up to go see Cats so right before the lockdown. As as it happens, it was like one of the last films we saw before lockdown. Which I'm not saying it's to blame for what happened this year. <laughs> <but> if, <laughs> we had a really interesting experience in the theater. I've told the story about a million times to my friends before, but like we were visited by. The spirit of fucking Gus the theatre cat as we went yeah, in the... Yeah, the, the
1: old man. Yeah, it
3: was fucking weird. you want to tell, tell the guys?
1: started watching Cats, and then we were about 20 minutes into the movie before this old man randomly rocks up, comes into the cinema screen and stands by us in the row of seats
3: stands like stands. Not, not, doesn't not sit. sit
1: not once <laughs> stands, stands on the <laughs> door of the balcony next to
3: me like and this guy I don't want to I don't want to make any assumptions but he smells kind of funky he's got this big overcoat on like uh, we assume like maybe it's filled with cats I don't know maybe he is you know those like when there's like well, he three
2: already was rubbing one out
3: we get <laughs> <not laughs> Off on it. No, but I was thinking like you know those like sketches where there's like three toddlers standing on each other and they make one man I was worried he would open his cord and he would just Vincent burst burst man. into cats yeah. and there would just be cats everywhere I've <laughs> seen this man in the cinema a few times and he didn't even stay for the entire movie no about 20 even he couldn't do it like even he <laughs> even the cat man creepy catman couldn't do it but yeah he's been there, been there a few like, at that point if you are listening creepy cat man, um, if, you creepy cat man um, if you want to be a guest on the podcast next week we would love that if you want to come in and do like an interview <laughs> it be- tail. tale yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Um, I know you guys are particularly, well, Jack's particularly nervous for this episode. Uh, I wouldn't say nervous, just... He's excited for his i No, I'm, uh,
2: no, no, I'm not. So am I right in thinking the basic premise is they're all in purgatory and one cat
3: gets chosen you're to die? You're asking for a premise of cats? are you fucking stupid? There's no way you can quantify what That's thought.
2: what I, I, mean, I, I did, I, did, I tried day. to find a synopsis and that was basically what I got. They're all in purgatory and one gets chosen to die.
1: Oh, well, if you're lucky, our little Hannah might have prepared a little synopsis.
3: Yeah, Hannah will be doing our 30, 30 second synopsis when the film has been watched. So, as you did with with Shore Girls, as I did with Troll 2, as the last two podcasts have ran. I just not expect it to be prepared that much. I we... mean, there's
0: not really much of a synopsis, is there? Really? No. I mean, I'm not thing... more than
3: what you've got. <laughs> I, have, Katz, I, have, I, have, I think r- this
0: might be the first time Katz, Katz, Katz. people struggle to fill 30 seconds. Unless, yeah, I just. Her 30 second synopsis Katz, Katz.
3: is just her screaming for 30 seconds.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> how are you
3: feeling about watching Hannah?
0: I don't know, I'll be honest with you. I've read very, very few, very few. Good reviews and a lot of people just infuriated with the fact that this was on their screen for like near two hours. Like, excited with a tinge of nervous.
3: So that's that's where Jack's coming out. That that, that is it. Is it even worth being in the Pantheon of best worst? No, because no. it's it's so new. It's probably the newest train wreck. We- tra- train wreck. We- <laughs> <Train> we- <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the newest train wreck. <laughs> this happens. This one stays in. This <laughs> happens once a week. But yeah, this is probably the most recent in the addition to the Pantheon of Best Worst, and it's so recent in the fact that it hasn't actually been officially categorized as Best Worst. It's still in that like transitionary period where there's no real cult of appreciation yet. Oh, what you call us? We are. I'm, we're starting it. We are the Jellicles, and we are going no, just, to start the Jellicles. What does that call. word mean? We don't know. Do you, you don't know. need no. You don't know. need yeah. No. But that's the thing. It's so new for a lot of people. I think it's going to be an un- unwelcomed addition to it because it hasn't quite it hasn't quite got the same vibes as a lot of the other best Worst In the sense that it's relatively high budgeted, there are elements of it that are competent, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it still kind of comes together to make something so spectacularly unwatchable. Uh, it, it does definitely qualify, in my opinion, anyway, for best worst. I will lin- fight, lin- yeah, lineage. I will fight
1: for that opinion. I mean,
3: it won the Razzie, and if you win the Razzie, I think you automatically get entry, like a ticket yeah. to, to, to ticket a ride kind of thing. Um, I mean, this director, Tom Hooper, is is a guy I've had nothing but negative feelings for for my entire <laughs> life. I, I I have not enjoyed anything he's done. I didn't enjoy his version of Blame Is. I didn't enjoy... What are you looking at me for?
0: I, I don't <laughs> know if going to put... Out, but I'm just going to
3: double check my facts. Yeah, you think double-
2: he wrote the BBC his Dark materials or directed? Oh no, we didn't. we no, he
3: did. He's in it. He's. I don't know whether he's a producer he or a directed, director. Yeah, but that's right. Director. Okay, okay. See, I didn't so. like that yeah I like the I do like his dark materials but then he's getting 40 minutes on a TV show that's already pre-written by one of the best writers in. in and also it's
1: not like he's after the Oscar with this one he can't just be lazily writing like yep this'll get everything I need
3: so the problem with Tom Hooper and the problem with this as a concept and this as an experience is that he is obsessed for my money with getting his cabinet of Oscars just filling it to the brim was
2: there any room after Les
3: well this is the thing like he won a few for Les he won quite a few for um, King's Speech which I think is a pile of shit I know Uh, Hannah uh, Hannah uh, Romita Absolutely, Absolutely love King's uh, I don't yeah, know if that's yeah.
0: because I love Lionel Logue. And Helen Carter, and Carter. Maybe it was just more I to do with Helen, the I actors. But no, I, I really enjoyed the King's Beech. We're, was... We're not War Collins, though. Every... Oh, love, love all Colin. No, <laughs> I love War Collins.
3: No, I'm not disagreeing with you. Every single actor in that. Jeffrey Rush is in that. He's fucking awesome. He's absolutely Captain Barbosa's in that movie. <laughs> fucking love Captain Barbosa, but it's just the most boring ass fucking movie I've ever seen in my entire life. And it's it's again, it's just it's manufactured to want to win Oscars. It's like, oh, we've got a historical event where um he's got a disability, and we've got these these already Oscar winning actors it, it's just everything is manufactured in order to win Oscars and I watch it and I'm like this isn't a real film this is a Oscar bait it's, it's that idea of this is just bait for an Oscar
1: I have two of lights and having to watch Cats again the first one is I'm going to make a list of stuff that constitutes Oscar bait mm. and take them off as we go along watching it the second one is watching Hannah fuck up every single name of every single cat
3: <laughs> as we go along Wait, she does it with like directors and actors consistently so these cats are gonna she like, like hang
0: on so I've got a, a okay
3: Hannah Taylor Swift's cat's name go loading
0: <laughs> Bombalarina Bombalarina
3: <laughs> that's how she's gonna say it every time <laughs> she is, she's gonna take those long pauses every single time Gustaf
0: Jones, Grisabella, growl Tiger.
3: Uh, uh, our, our cat's called Gus. We have a cat called Gus. He's a, a British shore hair and he's he's gorgeous. But I always call him Gustafer Jones because he's fat and he's he just waddles along and it, you'll see watching the film. But this is the, again, this is the thing, like what he's done, and we watched the original, we watched the nineteen eighty one, which I don't think either of us really enjoyed, but we appreciated more because at least it's not pretentious and at least it's not like just goading... It's its audience into into saying, oh, look how look how brilliant we are, look at look how Oscar worthy we are, look look at all these fantastic actors that actually you know they can sing. Some of them can, some of them can't fucking sing. It just feels like a, an exercise in grandiosity rather than actual like love of, of musicals. And I don't think Tom Hooper likes musicals. I don't think his interpretation of Les Mis was particularly successful. I know you.
2: Mm. I think you're probably in the minority there. I think it's no, obviously just, massively
3: popular.
0: I think I, I watched a comparison of, of Les Mis at the actual Broadway show and I've, I've been to see the Broadway show and once you've seen the Broadway show and then you go back and you watch the movie I can understand it. its pitfalls. Mm. It's just, you know, the, the music's meant to be powerful and then you've got Russell Crowe is But he does
3: this thing where he like gets all of his actors to sing live which yeah makes, makes sense in a musical because you're in an audit- auditorium it's, it's absolutely but, you, but you, well, I think you lose a lot I think This
0: element of entertainment the way that he does it you know on a TV screen it allows you to go back and make those yeah. changes why to, wouldn't you? to heighten the experience so why wouldn't you yeah you, so,
3: do you still
2: have to eh? s- they all have to sing live as the as they it. were it's I not, don't think they did
3: that over. in Cats but in Les Mis they weren't dubbed over and they were singing live which mm. I think he wanted to do to elevate the the emotion in the performance I know for Anne Hathaway at least he wanted to do that but it comes across as in right. I'm watching Russell Crowe and Russell Crowe can't fucking sing he <laughs> sounds fucking yeah. awful uh- <laughs> well, do you think
1: had, had I have watched the 81 version initially before this one I don't think I would have been able to pick out all the positives that I did I mm. can only do that because I have this piece of trash to
3: compare it yeah. against Wait, literally a direct comparison it's a comparison I made in the point .5 as well uh, the old Gumby Cat song, sung by Rebel Wilson in this, is one of the most unlistenable. You tune. will not let that go. I you? fucking hate this. It's a three-minute sequence. It has. I, I don't. Want it, I don't actually want to ruin too much for these two because they haven't seen. No, it don't say it. I'm going to keep it under wraps. But again, the, just the performances. You you get an actress like Rebel Wilson who can't sing. I don't know if you've ever heard Rebel Wilson sing. I'll uh, yeah, whisper
2: sing. that to just in case she hears. Is. Isn't she in like Pitch Perfect? And yeah, and she's like anything like but Pitch Perfect.
3: Ones, yeah, but she's anything but Pitch Perfect. Have you seen <laughs> Pitch Perfect, Hannah? Yeah, I've, I've seen, yeah. Do you remember I've, how bad Rebel Wilson is at singing?
1: Even then, even in the audition where she's singing in Pitch Perfect, her character is just obnoxiously loud. Yeah. Like, she can hit a high north, but it's just a screech, essentially.
0: But it worked in something like that, because that was it's, the She's she, back in vocals was the just for bop,
3: She's, yeah. the, she's mom, the comic relief, and in here they try and play her off as of the comic relief, whereas the old Gumby Cat in the musical, it's actually a very nice musical number. It's a very well-sung song. It's tender. It's it's got quite a lot of emotion to it. She's more here, like a
1: mother. She makes me yeah. think of Molly from Harry Potter. But here they play it for laughs,
3: and here everything is kind of everything is just a really sm- short snippet uh, for the celebrities to have the little cameo and have the little moment, and then they disappear. And but again, I feel like I'm getting a lot into the film. At the very least, this is Tom Hooper's most entertaining film. I probably would rather watch this over the King's Speech. I know that sounds like blasphemy. At least this is bad enough to enjoy I'm probably it. Just like like alienating a lot of people, but at probably. least <laughs> I think this is enjoyable. I've been obsessed with this movie. I've been like lamenting over how I'm going to actually tackle my criticism of this film because it's so un just uncriticizable. In, I'm going to take it again because that doesn't make sense. Uncriticizable. Well, I don't, this is <laughs> it's very easily to criticize. I I've been I've been obsessed obviously with this movie for about a year now, and I, I kind of want that opportunity to tackle all my emotions and get all my emotions out as to why this movie's being haunting me for the past year because there's a reason it's you you'll know when you watch it it's just something so bizarre about what what went wrong here it just feels like hollywood hubris at its very worst is that is the main thing it feels like it was a director in a studio who thought they could tackle something and thought they could win oscars by just too adapting. big to fail sort pretty of much idea. yeah and when you watch it fail it's like watching the hindenburg go down it's just
0: what was the uh, the value on
3: this like, but so budget wise it was like
0: a hundred it was
3: a hundred million to make It was seventy. I think it got seventy-five million domestic, which is not great. But I don't think it lost a lot. But it was still
2: twenty-five mil. Is pretty. It wasn't, especially when you compare it against the percentage. And that's
3: prior to advertising as well. So you always have to add. I think there's a there's a percentage you have to add on how much the advertising is going to be. But they definitely lost money on this. I think that's as a good time as any to watch the trailer, pop it on, and do a little bit of trailer talk and see what we think.
1: It gets me every time i see a cat's trailer i start watching it it plays memories and then i'm like oh you know what i may actually enjoy this I was like, i can get past cgi memories the is moment, a good song memories is a good song the moment it loses me is when i see rebel wilson lying <laughs> in a mousetrap and i'm done Now, like, yes i fucking hate this movie i remember now
3: I have, I have, I have words about Rebel Wilson and James Corden because they are the biggest two culprits as to why I hate this film. Um, but well, that that's gonna be definitely not Tom me- Hooper. He's easier. All thing. three so, of them. All three of them.
2: I don't know if that trailer was done before or after the CGI brush up because it I think, got one. Yeah. It got one like was it within a week of it being that out? was
3: before. So yeah, it came out. It came out for a week in November. It was like a European release, and then they had to pull it because there was so many problems with the CGI. Like there was like wedding rings and, and bracelets left on cats. So it was like
2: floating heads. at Floating one point. heads. Yeah.
3: <laughs> a lot of the textures didn't load in because the again, texture
2: it, didn't load in. Is it being like rendered? Yeah, it it's been rendered
3: in real time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fucking low res. Um, but the, but this again, this lends to the problem. Uh, this was a film that wasn't given the correct amount of care. You could tell from that trailer that it wasn't given the, the correct amount of love. Um, I, I, again, I don't, I don't know how to express how much this doesn't prepare you for the experience you're about to have because even that was merciful, that was fine. It had the best song in the, in the musical, and it was a scattershot scenes. That's it, imagine that, but for two hours. <laughs> that's what you were about to sit down for, lads and lasses. I don't um, know if I'll
0: be prepared to record after this. I think my head, like, it's already a little bit scrambled.
3: Yeah, oh, I'm prepared with everything. I just don't I want think anyone will enjoy this, this in the
2: slightest. I, I don't think I can like again if we're not reviewing it for someone to watch. Why we're we reviewing it?
3: Well, this is it. This is it, man. On that note, I I, I don't think it's going to take Jack to fall asleep.
2: I've had a bad night's cape, so it's on the cards. I'm going to say... 42 minutes. Although I'm going to say
0: loud... 38. I'm not going to give you much of a it's window. It's not there. a
2: boring film though, it's a loud garish film. This is where no I am i
3: don't think he's going to fall asleep because I think to fall asleep mid-cat is like to fall asleep during an but acid trend. But I think he his asleep, I think he's going to try with all
0: know, of his I, might I think, think to try and block this out. I think I might
2: be too angry to fall asleep during it. Though. I've got a I second prediction
3: where I don't think he's going to fall asleep. I think he's going to I think he's going to leave the room. I <laughs> think He's going to go upstairs. Cyberpunk <laughs> right. on. I think this might be his Achilles' heel. This might be his. Uh, this his. This is fall. Like I don't think he's going to get through this. I think thing. I'm going to rage quit. I think you're going to rage quit, cats, which it's is the, totally yeah, reasonable. It, it might happen. Um, so we'll see. <laughs> I wouldn't blame you. I don't even think I'd hold it against you. I
2: feel like I've been given a free pass
3: now, though. So. You have a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's perfect time as any to put. Well, if there is a perfect time as any to watch cats, perfect. now is the time. Perfect. We're ready for this catastrophe. Catastrophe. Oh, oh, okay, right, Please see you guys. We'll be back soon, guys. Enjoy Anyone saying.
0: What is anyone saying?
3: <laughs> what is anyone saying?
0: That could be your north for
3: most of the songs, let's yeah. be entirely honest. Who's ready to go to hell? The handbasket. <laughs> In a cat basket. <laughs> in a cat basket, in a casket. Oh. Three out of the four of us made it back from the, uh, helly, the heavy side layer. I keep calling it the helly side layer because I just think of hell, but it's the heavy side layer.
0: Heavy
3: side layer. Yeah. Layer. What do you
0: think that's like? Is that like the heavy side layer of cream?
3: Oh fucking hell, Hannah! I don't even think. About what that. the fuck <laughs> is a heavy side <laughs> layer of cream?
0: I just don't understand why why heaven's called the heavy side layer. It's not
3: heaven. It's a second life. So with the thing was, cats have nine lives. And when they get chosen to go to the heavy side layer, that's...
0: What is them, the heavy side layer?
3: I think they die, which I think they do, but they come back, so they're reborn. So I think they die, I guess they die from oxygen, uh, just de- de- depredi- depredivation? deprivation. It's
0: <laughs> <So, laughs> shot the, off in an air balloon.
3: Yeah, or yeah, all the, all the, the balloon pops and she plums to her I don't fucking know, and they die. But <laughs> well, why don't they just do it mercifully? They should have like a lethal injection machine or something. Right, here we go, get in the chair, <laughs> get in the chair, we'll do it this way. <laughs> Uh, right, so if you yeah, if you, if you couldn't tell, three out of the four of us have made it back from watching cats. One of them did. Do we do we get the time? Because I think I won. I yeah, it was like win, it, yeah. we had
1: forty minutes left of the movie or thereabouts. Fucking sick. About
0: an hour twenty in.
3: Well, I mean, you guys went way too soon. That was the main problem. I was like, I, I didn't even get close, but I think I was the closest. So. But he did it was everything the he could. Choice,
0: about halfway through, I think. Oh yeah, he yeah. did everything he could <laughs> to
1: stay awake. He sat in the most uncomfortable chair in the
3: house just so he could try and outlast us fails but we yeah. tried.
0: So, I mean, I want to
3: start my because we're back and we're not we're not okay. I want to start my uh, ramblings on by saying I kind of wish we I I'd been, I specifically had been kinder to the eighty one version when ah, we did our I told five. you. I
1: told you when we were watching it, and you wouldn't believe me.
3: No, well, this is the thing. Like, I don't think I still don't think it's my cup of tea, but it's just so, immeasurably better. Like, you watch the one is full of one is genuinely full of joy, and one is hell just hellscape. It's it's like. It's like playing Doom or something. Like you just watch. Playing it. Doom. It's fucking awful. There are, some, there are some movie musicals that lend themselves to adaptation, there are some that don't. And then there are cats which just doesn't, lend it, it just doesn't lend itself to <laughs> being, a, 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 existing. It just doesn't it just <laughs> deserve to be here. It's it's honestly, it's atrocious. I don't know how you guys felt, but obviously I, I think we're on the same page.
1: I think, before we go any further, we should show Hannah the actual stage
3: production of should Jenny do dots Should we do a couple? Because there's that and there's Mr. Mistopheles as well. Which I, think? I feel we'll like
0: I need the comparison actually. Yeah, yeah. Show like... now. I'll keep recording,
1: I'll put them on
3: the YouTube. I'll put them on the YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> All right, old man. <laughs>
2: That's what makes a gumby
0: But when the day's hustle and bustle is done, then the gum Cat's work is but hardly begun. She thinks that the cockroaches just need employment to prevent them from idle and want to destroy.
3: We're <laughs> I mean, still recording you're going to have to yeah
1: we're still Yeah. Oh, I wonder if that's where they got the inspiration for having Judy Dench like be magically reappeared by Miss Mistoffelees from that trick on there where he gets to adorn me under the cloth
3: yeah well that's I mean that's kind of one thing to keep um, sorry we're just back from recording we've just shown Hannah a few I presume this wasn't going to stay <laughs> yeah probably not so we've just come back from uh, kind of doing a little bit of comparison for Hannah, because she's not seen anything from the 1981 version. She was just dying to watch more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> can um, get enough.
3: I want to talk a little bit about this movie before we really jump into our thoughts, if so that's all right with you guys, just to kind of little look back at just how much of an unmitigated disaster this whole thing was. Um a disaster I own on Blu-ray that I bought <laughs> <laughs> that one of a select few on a physical fucking copy that I bought, I bought on Blu-ray for £9.99 cause, I you
0: know. <laughs> have come away from that movie with just an overwhelming sense of motion
3: sickness yeah like technically there's there's problems there's problems in every aspect of the film there's not really a moment where you can look at it and say there isn't at least several problems I think for me the, the, the choreography of the musical numbers is a major issue
1: they say choreography for the musical numbers but I don't think the choreography was as terrible as what you you Seem to be. I no, think, agree. Yeah, I think a lot okay. of the issues are with uh, the way it's shot
3: and the yeah. way you're not allowed to see any of the choreography. I don't know how you can even judge it. You can't really, yeah, you're right, absolutely. So, yeah, more the staging, more, more the camera work, more the direction.
0: The times where they did the, the sort of the panned view where you got absolutely everything in. The, it was the so much better. Three times they did it. Yeah, they don't do <laughs> but, it a lot. But you could tell. You can pick them out. There was the time that Victoria. That's did an easy her, one. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> the, fact <laughs> yeah. easy. the fact that you were I'm struggling. The fact that you were, like, with you were like, "Shit,
3: how am I going to get this name wrong?" <laughs> Victoria. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Victoria does is is a pirouette and, and yeah. it sort of continues yeah. round and that continuous shot of her that's brilliant and then you've got the railway car which gimble shanks.
1: Shanks. shanks
0: my favourite my personal favourite <laughs> and favorite. they do a, a few pan shots of yeah. that as well and it is brilliant like so that the I couldn't tap down, so that like, oh, it's impressive
3: I think well, we'll get we'll get into it because I think we are getting the, into territory where we're gonna have to we are gonna have to eventually talk about our feelings for this fucking movie uh, before we do let's do a thirty second plot synopsis, please. I, she's, she's looking at me. She's not prepared. She's, she's grabbing a note. She's worried. She's scared.
0: <laughs> so the 30 second plot synopsis.
3: I am going to time you as well. plot
0: synopsis yeah, for this film. So essentially, it's just a series of songs <laughs> about cats and about what kind of cats they are. But there's a, a, a cat called Victoria. She's She finds this group called Jellicle Cats and they all sing once a year to ascend and become a... a reborn one of them gets chosen to be reborn um and they all perform and one of the performers is McCavity, who goes around stealing all of the other
2: yeah Cats. Performers,
0: <laughs> so that he can win, um and then eventually they kidnap the the big one, the, big de- de- one, Deuteronomy. the old Deuteronomy, <laughs> uh, which you think would be the the biggest plot point, but they solve it in about two minutes, yeah, um, and That's bring her point. back, and then they ascend Grisabella, who they've been nothing but awful to the entire film.
3: You know what? Yeah. Fucking well done. Well, we did not expect that this was you. as succinct. As, there we go. That was as succinct as a plot synopsis as you can expect for this movie then I, that was <laughs> you know what that was better than the one I wrote down for you that I was prepared that if you if you fuck this up can yeah.
0: I get like a little soundbite of like you a you can have a sticker
3: <laughs> <laughs> <The> <laughs> you don't deserve a soundbite sound <laughs> so yeah um, it, it's just it's just stressful it's just a it's a two hour stress it's a, it's a two hour exercise in stress an mm. exercise in delirium and <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, Sorry, if you can hear snoring in the background, that would be Jack. <laughs> <laughs> He's still out. If not, I might put some snoring sound effects been in has He's being rendered unconscious. <laughs> the, yeah, no, I'm, I'm stunned for what you.
0: you... Jason Drulo calls it, when he, when he when he spoke about this film, called it brave art. <laughs> brave art? That's a <laughs>
3: like, one way to I say it's see trash.
0: It.
3: <laughs> it's brave in a sense that, yeah, everyone's reaction to it was so uh, 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 understandably. Terrified and, and abhorrent of it of it. That yeah, I guess in that sense, it's brave to even assume that people would want to watch this as a mass-produced. It's it's, it's risky art. It, I mean, from the very get go, this was always going to be a risk to put out there. I feel like it's such a niche audience.
1: From everything that I've read and looked into, everything looks like it can be pointed squarely at the feet of the directors and producers, having unrealistic expectations. Even the technology, the CGI you can do with fur rendering is always adapting. And now I think they just expected something absolutely magical when we just don't have
3: the capability for it.
0: The fur was rendered. There was fur there. It was just how it was proportioned on everybody's
3: body, that just body made sort of, like, well like Universal it, pulled this they pulled they pulled a stunt a week after it released in theatre and redid a lot of the first so the, the version that we're watching is the finished <laughs> complete <laughs> version but that in, in it's not o- the complete o- version until o- so I get assholes do you know about the butthole cut Hannah? The no but, the butthole hashtag the butthole cut
0: Oh no! I think I'm. You're gonna tell me it's. Uh, yeah, you can probably figure
3: an, it out. Yeah, they made an
1: actual version of this to be realistic with cat assholes on everyone. I don't know whether they've
3: made it or it was just like a pre-production thing. Was this or was the Rebel that...
0: Wilson felt? Like shot. Sure. I've
3: heard that it exists. That every, no for everyone for everyone. All for the cats them. have assholes. Apparently, there is a version, and it, it lends again. It lends itself to why I hate Tom Hooper as a director because he his whole thing is he wants everything to be realistic. He he wants his realism, and that's for fine. Cats don't
0: have thumbs. Yeah, that's fine for something <laughs> like I Les Dooms. Mis, which
3: is like a historical musical period piece. Whatever that it works better. I still don't like it, but it works better. But with something like Cats, which is ethereal and and absurdist and poetic. It just does not... It couldn't be further from realism, so why are you trying to... And yeah, the butthole cut was his original idea to have buttholes on the cats, because realism, right? That It's realistic. It's it's. But no, it just doesn't lend itself to music. Why the buttholes theater.
0: before the pause?
3: <laughs> <laughs> why is that prior, <laughs> as far as his priorities
0: when he looks go? At a cat, is that where his eyes are drawn? No. Is that where he starts?
1: It was just, they did a ridiculous thing, and it went into production like April for the effects team, and from April to December is such a quick turnaround time yeah. I don't know what they expected and he said I think it was 36 hours before it was commercially released or so before they had to show it he was yeah. still making edits and changes
3: he was yeah up,
0: they finished at 8am the previous day yeah which I just I've got this m. image
3: in my head of Tom Hooper just sitting in his basement like with a computer just go, like singing like <laughs> i just frothing at the mouth
0: eyebrow <laughs> twitching yeah.
3: Um, but yeah like it's just it's just so it's just so, so unsettling. Like, we, we I, I do want to talk about the CGI because the CGI is such a massive controversy in the film, and I think it's what everyone picked up on. We, we discussed this on, um, to be that my the other podcast, which I've not actually mentioned that I'm part of another podcast, but I probably should at some point. We were talking <laughs> about the um, 2019 Sonic the Hedgehog film, which I know you and Jack have seen, right? Anna, no, no, we went to
0: go see it, and then oh, I was a
3: COVID. D- that... that
0: one as well. I oh, think. Sure. Okay. I can't remember why we didn't see because it because they, they, yeah. they again,
3: the, the outcry came from when the trailers dropped, and everyone says, Look, this doesn't look good, go back and fix it please do something about this. And where the Sonic the Hedgehog producers listened and they put more time into it, the guys and cats were just like, no, this is, uh, unless there is a full cat missing, we are not giving you the time to go and <laughs> fix these cats. And that's why the original cut like, had wedding rings on, on cats. There
0: were still wedding rings.
3: Yeah. I
1: There's guess. still all sorts of mistakes that they had. But again, I feel like this is Tom Hooper's fault saying, this is what I expect. You're not meeting those expectations. I want these to look more cat-like. And then they're saying, this is the best we can do. This is as far as technology has taken us. There's nothing wrong with this. You'll have to deal with what we've got. And you were just like, well, I don't have time to do anything else now. I'll have to fucking deal with it, Warner.
3: I'm just still obsessed with it, though. Like, there's still a part of me that wants to watch it immediately again because it's just such a baffling, it's a bafflingly absurd experience that I don't think you can describe. Like, I mean, you having not seen this, we described it to you quite a little bit. Was it anything to your expectations?
0: It was infuriating, okay. more infuriating okay. than I thought it would be. And that's because it just didn't let you enjoy the bits that yeah. you wanted to enjoy there was the, I, I i never knew what they were saying like it was yeah. so hard to pick out what they were saying no one was in sync the the songs weren't didn't seem to go with the dances and then the weird cut angles where you could never see the feet going and Oh. Well, don't
3: forget the volume of the voices compared to the volume of the actual instrumentals you turned to me at one point Ryan and you said it just seems like Tom Hooper is not proud of this product he seems like he doesn't want to show us what he's actually done because he knows it's awful yeah. he knows it's horrendous so he cuts every second every second there's another cut and there's another jump cut and it doesn't let you linger at any moment so whatever is on screen yeah it might be awful to look at but at least it's not giving me like fucking a headache every five <laughs> seconds if I was just allowed to, to, to settle on something
1: Some of the problems with that is when you're looking at the CGI faces, and it's. They sometimes have fur right around the lips, sometimes Mm. it looks a bit more like skin. The hands look like human hands, human feet, sometimes they're coloured, sometimes not, sometimes they're wearing shoes. And I don't know if he sat this, started making cuts, and was thinking. My God, this has so many mistakes, and he's realised at the time perhaps, well, and don't get that's me,
3: why he's trying to fuck it up. Don't get me started on Macavity Cat, on Idris Elba Cat. Which of all of the cats? They but neped Idris Elba. But <nippered. laughs> So Did I say that in the last episode? Did
1: I? About twenty times. Okay, oh, sorry,
3: right. Is it, you edited it. I can't remember. Um, yeah, still they, there. They have this thing where they they every other cat has. Skin rendered with skin, fur rendered. That's a, at least a different shade to their actual faces, or they have stripes, or they have spots. But the way they do Idris Elba's is it's just because in most of the film, he has the coat, he has this big, big French, trench, trench coat on. Trilby hat on. And then in the, there's almost like this reveal moment like I'm back watching Showgirls, and he gets stripped <laughs> naked. <laughs> and I just see naked Idris Elba on stage with his fucking shoes on and a and hat. he's meant and to just off. be a
0: sleek, evil black cat, though, isn't he? But, but It's, it's the, the just same just so color
3: it- skin as Idris Elba, so it looks fucking terrifying. Yeah it's weird
1: he seems to be the only cat who has any musculature as well yeah <laughs> he's really built he's
3: got definition <laughs> yeah it's just it's such an ill-conceived thing like even the original it's just such an ill-conceived premise that i'm fascinated and i, I wish we actually had someone on the episode who was a, a, a stand for cats because i'd love to i'd love to maybe in the future we'll have like an interview episode where we have a fan <laughs> of this because as a as a concept this just baffles me and on the well, we're talking about CGI. My heart bleeds for the anim- animators because they clearly—they're not incompetent. It's not that these are bad animators; it's that they weren't given enough time. The deadlines were so unreasonable. I don't think anybody in this situation could have done a good job. Well,
1: you know, they had the fucking
3: cush in like Vancouver,
1: Australia tons of different places all over the world you had these teams it
0: was all set designs
1: because the visual effects teams they had them in different locations all over the place having to cut things render different things they brought another production company in uh, MPC Mm. right near the end of production and had them then have to work on things and even they when they got the project passed over they were still saying that this is fine this is about as good a product as you can expect with what we can do (laughs)
3: I don't know what this film does to me. Like I hate it and I was upset and I think we're all quite upset watching it. But like what's (laughs) happened since as well the Rebel Wilson, I'm going to talk quite a bit about how much I hate Rebel Wilson and James Corden for that. Matter. I don't like her, I don't like Rebel Wilson in Pitch Perfect. I don't like Rebel <laughs> Wilson in anything she's been in. She's intolerable in every fucking thing. She, every time she shows a fucking face, it's just like the British. <laughs>
1: she, <laughs> how does she go have a coffee break while he gets a bitch
3: About Rebel Wilson. I mean, I'm sure she's a lovely person, but then I almost think maybe she's not a lovely person because of the stunt her and James Corden pulled at the Oscars. Did you remember this when they the came out? the visual effects team. So they came out dressed as cats, like they came out in cat costumes uh, to to award the Best Visual Effects um, Oscar Award. Um, and they basically spent the entire time dissing the film for its visual effects.
1: Nobody knows better than us yeah. the importance of special effects.
3: Yeah, that was pretty much what they were doing. And it's just like... Oh,
0: that's a bit of a dick move.
3: Like, you guys you guys put in minimalist performances. You guys you can't sing. You guys were there. And I think, again, more Tom Hooper's fault than maybe the actor's. He, he picks actors because of their recognizability or their star quality or whatever it is. Not because they can sing. Not because they can dance. Not because they're actually talented with musical theatre. What he does is he picks actors because they're bankable. They're bankable stars. James Corden's big right now. Fuck, put, put him there. I don't know about you guys, but, I mean, compa- scene comparison, the Gumby Cat, the one you just watched, Hannah, versus the one in the film...
0: Yeah, Where it's a like nine isn't it? I was totally shocked because, to be fair, it was it was portrayed as a completely different character. The Gumby Cat in the musical to me was like this mad Hatter type character, whereas the one that that Rebel Wilson played was just an idiot.
3: Yeah, it's comic relief. It's it's, it's entirely yeah. just comic relief. It's like it's all she can do.
1: Oh, all she can do. You even have. Side characters though that aren't badly casted, like uh, Munca Strap in the narrator he's, in the 2009.
3: pretty good, quite good actually. Yeah. He's
1: a ballerina along with Francesco, looking who plays gonna, Victoria. I'm looking at had
3: his face, he's got no idea who we're talking about.
1: <laughs> the the grey narrator, Cash, and Victoria
3: are both uh,
1: professional ballet dancers. But then he had a good voice on him as well. I feel.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of moments where you realise he hasn't cast people because of their musical abilities. He's cast people because he wants another Oscar.
1: Yeah, and while yeah. Munca Strap is a main. Character, Character recurs all the way throughout. He's not a centre of attention. Mm. I feel like he's been cast fine, but he's like right. Yes, we need someone to sing about McCavity. He's going to be the sidekick to the evil guy. The evil guy has to be
3: famous. Mm. Their sidekick has to be a sexy, famous chick, and it just goes on like Can that. Like, again, just I want to stick with the Gumby Cat for a minute. So the the film starts with Jellicle Cat which is just a three minute nightmare. It's very loud, very very obnoxious. <laughs> but Gumby Cat um, is is kind of the first introduction to who the Jellicles are and this is the first cat vying for the new Jellicle life or whatever the fuck I don't even know what I'm saying anymore <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm losing my fucking mind but the Jellicle the, the Gumby Cat sorry the, the Gumby Cat song is easily the worst because of Rebel Wilson's inability to sing And it just feels like, again, in the comparison to the musical version, all of the uh, singers are singing about her rather than singing about about themselves. It just feels like he doesn't know how to frame a narrative. He doesn't know, he he doesn't trust the musical. Like if he filmed it like it was in the musical and there were these disjointed musical numbers rather than he was trying to string along a narrative, it would work immeasurably better. First of all, it doesn't need to be like this. It doesn't need to be filmed. It's it's it exists as, a, as a, it's a it exists in a weird space where it just doesn't it doesn't justify its own existence. I think yeah. it just doesn't need to yeah. be here. It just... <laughs> well,
0: Steven Spielberg was meant to make an animated version of mm. Cats in 1990, um, and the artwork and everything that they did for it was was beautiful. There's some of it online, and I would I would recommend checking it out because it is it's gorgeous. Um, but the lack of plot was what made them decide. Actually, I don't think this can be a movie. Um, no,
3: as proven and- no. by Tom Hooper. Yeah, it uh, just... If it was ever going to be a movie, an animated movie would be the way to go because you can get away with it so much more and you can you can do so much more with regards to... to the TV scale here. might have actually worked on that. Well, the scale's <laughs> a big problem. Um, uh, I know I keep <laughs> wanting to talk about the Gumby Cat. Right, but we okay, can't we'll not stick
1: on the Gumby Cat. We can't
3: not talk about the mice. Yeah, well... The <laughs>
1: oh mice, <my God. laughs> the children. We can't get through somebody Please think <laughs> of the
3: children. We can't get through this podcast without talking about CGI mice with children faces singing about how they're going to be eaten they
0: are the seeds of nightmares (laughs) (laughs) on
1: the old one Mm. 81 it's the gumby cat singing with three cats in the background and that's her chorus line everyone else in costume is there just to be in costume and it's just the four of them singing and i think that works much better than having weed cockroaches singing like a bunch of random people and the tone doesn't even like increase. It doesn't get any more upbeat than what the 81 stage version does.
3: Yeah, well that's, this is it. Like I think that, that, these are the sleep paralysis demons I see in my dreams. Like honestly, <laughs> they're just awful. Uh, this is the last point I want to make about the Gumby cat. Cause it's the worst song in the-, in the Oh, it's not the last point I'm going to make. That's that's fine, fine. That you make, you make now that we're here. Now we're fucking here. You make your points, my friend. Oh, sorry. Oh, now. Let's do this. You don't have to right now. Um, it's just, it's just uncomfortable. It's just hard to watch. Again, every song is punctuated with Rebel Wilson doing a one-liner. She's like, oh, it's the, it's the, I've, I've forgotten every cat pun. It's the cat's bananas. I don't fucking
0: know. <laughs> <The> cat's pajamas? <laughs> That's the one. It's the cat's pajamas. <laughs> fucking hell.
3: Clearly, this this movie's hurt me in ways I can't. I
0: can't the well-known discuss. cat banana, Joe. <laughs>
3: fuck off. But yeah, again, it, it's just Tom Hooper doesn't like musicals. He doesn't like his own musicals. He's, I don't know what he's doing, making musicals.
1: But Gummy Cat's the one that Gets me and makes me realise that I hate this fucking movie. Mm. I start watching it and I trick myself every time into believing that I can get away with this. Same with trailer. So this will be fine <laughs> up until I saw the fucking Gumby cat. Mm. But and if, it's,
0: if they took the Gumby cat out, if they cut it out, it would still What, be what shit. would be the next part that you you sat back and thought, oh no, it would,
1: it would still be awful. That would be James Corden or Mungo
3: Jerry. Which is
0: immediately after this after is the thing. like a single song none
3: of them are good there are <laughs> musical numbers in the in the performance in the stage show that are good I would say there's about five or six genuinely really good songs
1: but that starts out well in this one uh, with Jenny Anydots. Dots he comes in and the narrator singing Monker's Strap yeah and that sounds fine and then the second Rebel Wilson goes eh and then I'm just I fucking, I that's
3: it. <laughs> like, I, I see red and I want to shut off. My, f- my favourite part of this was when about 10 minutes in Jack turned to you, Ryan, and said, Ryan, can you turn this down? I don't want my neighbours knowing i cats. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: exactly it the it wasn't even that loud either. No, was like, <laughs> it was <is." laughs> It was just on the random off chance someone happened to walk by the window.
3: <laughs> These cats occupy a space and it's that uncanny valley thing that where you're looking at something that's human and it just, it upsets you because it's so close to human yet, and yet it's not. It's deeply disturbing. I think this is an unfilmable musical. I don't think this is something that you can do successfully without hitting that uncanny valley.
1: Oh, absolutely not. I mean, you're having humans perform, so we have certain proportions, like we have heels that need to touch the floor, whereas a cat just uses the pads of its feet, and we can't stand like that. Our legs and arms are out of proportion. So of course they're gonna look absolutely ridiculous
3: if you try to make it realistic. List the re- like, musical-wise, I have, this, I have this conspiracy theory that musicals don't lend themselves as well to movie adaptation as, as a lot of people think they do. Like, I can think of maybe a handful of ones that are really, really good. like Something like West Side Story, uh, Sound of Music, like Evita, Chicago. But a lot of them, I think they will always kind of pale in comparison to their Broadway counterparts, which is why I'm really glad Ham- Hamilton did it the yeah. way it did. And just filmed it. That was a smart choice. It was, it was the only choice, really. I don't think it's, it's. It, There's such different mediums. It's like when you translate a book. A lot of the time, what you lose, character development, you lose with this. Like the last, I love. I'm jumping from the the one of the first songs to the last. One. <laughs> <laughs> but the last song is like a five minutes long monologue by Judy Dench where she's addressing the audience. But for this, enti- the rest of the entire film, the other one hour and forty minutes before, they've not once addressed the audience. And randomly, they decide to break the fourth wall, like, and that's something you can get away with in theater. In the theater version, they consistently address the audience, but they just do it, it again. It just it just feels like Tom Hooper doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know the rules of musical uh, musicals. Um it just seems like it's sorry, Jack's just getting louder and louder as <laughs> snow, he's like trying. I think he's a great, I think He, to a with him, yeah. no more he doesn't
1: know the rules of musicals. <laughs> in an
3: effort in an effort, I think in an effort to strive for realism, he just fully shits the bed. Like it might have worked better with Les Mis. It definitely would never have worked here.
1: But I just can't <laughs> fathom his motivations. Is it that he wants the Oscar. Is it that he doesn't yeah. like musicals? Is it that he just wants to meet famous fucking people? I just I can't it's a get va- a grasp of him. It's a
3: vanity project at the end of the day. It's a it's a chance for him to yeah meet with celebrities and give celebrities their five minutes. But you know it's like? Once the celebrity has their song, they're vanished out of the film. Like right yeah, it's that's just
0: a real. Yeah, your
3: your contract. Like, you contracted five minutes gone. Like you could. Like, you could <laughs> and and it's literally magic.
1: Out. There's no clever plot behind it, get... Macavity magics them away.
3: Who are people like Dame Judy Dench and Ian McKellen? These People who are fucking sirs and dames and have been knighted. I remember turning you at one point point was like, can you take away a knighthood? Can you revoke a knighthood? Because I feel like it's d- deserved at this point. I think we're all just a bit upset. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> no. I'm upset. I don't even want to do this. I want to turn this off now. There are aspects. Do we, do we have any more key moments that we that we remember or like, Man! Tom
1: Tom. T- oh, yeah. t- yeah. r- t- yeah. t-
3: Jason Derulo, weirdly, he's got a good voice, but you, again, you can't hear him because of the way the audio is, is recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is pitched wrong so that the trumpets might be blaring at one point while you can't hear any of the vocals. Um, everything just sounds so amateurish as far as the actual audio recording goes. It sounds yeah. worse than fucking half the podcast that you fucking listen to out there. <laughs>
1: yeah, because you can't see it when he's acting. It's entertaining. His character is fully realized. He puts
3: camp into it. Like He's exuberant. A lot. He's probably one of the better parts. And I said when we were watching it, I think Skimble Shanks is probably the best framed musical number. I know you disagree with me, Ryan, but I think of all the- I don't ones... disagree. This is the best framed musical number, but well, does it doesn't mean
1: it's a well-framed musical it's number. It's the
3: only one where they don't interrupt it with... One-liners or jokes, or they slow it down. It's it's kept at the same pace. When you look at something like Mister Mustapha's, which again, did Harry, Harry, that comparison there, is so much more upbeat than it was in yeah. the movie. They use Rebel Wilson
1: in Jason Derulo's number, also mm. in James Corden until she got magic away. Don't we start on James? To Corden. provide those breaks and one-liners, which were just. God awful and we didn't need them. And I remember Hannah turned to me during the milk bar scene with Rum Tom Tugger saying, They have a beautiful set there. I can't believe that they haven't utilised it And she was absolutely right. Mm. It is an absolute travesty of Nonsense scattershot scenes and scaling wise,
3: the scaling doesn't work. So, you see, <laughs> that's the f- <laughs>
0: that did my head in the entire film. You that see-
3: song was the first time I noticed the scale issue properly. You see, like, a scene where the cat's like standing next to a trash bin, and the cat's like maybe a normal size for a cat, like it's half the size of the trash can. And then you see the next scene, it's right next to like a, a line of milk bottles, and all of the milk bottles are the same <laughs> size as the cat. You don't
1: even need to do that. You can compare milk bottles to milk bottles on yeah. the inside of the milk bar, they're gigantic outside, they're like a fraction of the size of. Of the cats. And they said
3: because we because again I bought the Blu-ray and we were watching some of the special features because of course we were um, we watched one of the ones that was about building the sets and they were saying oh for some of them we could scale we 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 tried to start by scaling everything three times up they said hmm. and then they realised everything looked really weird so I wonder what the fuck that looked like and like, you know, one, like a,
1: a massive brick three times the size of brick would so be ridiculous to,
0: like, yeah so they
3: had to like scale some things up and then some things
1: less up
0: that that ring that she had that basically oh Victoria when she was a dangling bracelet or something And who did that ring belong to like Gigantor. well yeah when Victoria's
1: in the house with Rum Tum -tum 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 Tugger and Mongo Jerry she finds that jewellery and puts it on and looking at our rings would not fit around the cat's paw but then again in this world it's a world that humans apparently inhabit yet it's a world built
0: for
3: cats (laughs) (laughs) Yeah
0: that sums it up, I would say.
3: It, it's just hard to process. It's hard to process. It doesn't, your brain doesn't let these images process properly, I think. Like, it's it's almost like an acid trip without taking acid.
0: Sometimes I thought that they were actually just wiggling about for the sake yeah. of wiggling, though. So they all went to cat school before they filmed yeah. this, right? And they they had to watch videos of how cats moved and they had to learn about the anatomy and the biology. And- we
3: know all about this because we went to zombie school a few years back and did the <laughs> exact same thing. I as
1: imagine as it would as. be a similar process because they taught us. Yeah. They taught us how to walk, how to make stupid vocal noises, and how to inhale and make sound like only, screech.
3: Only ours is a lot less horrifying. <laughs> a lot <laughs> no, less yeah, horrifying
0: but so. I haven't said that we must have both been taught both them in the cat school and us in the zombie school to sniff each other mm. which I think really freaked me out And they were, they were just sniffing each other on the oh screen.
1: I yeah, we sniffing each other just
3: for a bit of context we played zombies in this uh, Halloween uh, I don't even think it was around Halloween it was like this uh, Halloween zombie maze where we were zombies and we would chase people and they were like yeah things to freak out people uh, sniff them like when they're not looking go <laughs> behind them and, and, and sniff them because they're not allowed to touch you um, but whatever we were taught was apparently taught at cat school because they were just sniffing each other. They were sniffing each other's <laughs> arseholes. They were fucking spraying on each other at scenes. It was just fucking uncomfortable. Every... hormones were flying. <laughs> Especially with Rumtum Tugger. I think Rumtum Tugger. W- there are musical numbers, memories, Rumtum Tugger, uh, Skimble Shanks that could have been saved with a with a better director, someone who understood the source material, someone who knew how to edit and knew how to sort the fucking av out that was oh, the big thing 100%. the audio was just so fucked up even on memories you've got jennifer hudson who's this absolute world fucking class singer she's one of the greatest performers and they fuck it up because you can't hear her.
0: It. it's on that top note as well like it's it's that that, oh, that, note that it you're waiting to for touch you know me. it's coming your, your skin's sort of like ready yeah. to like prick up and
3: and then it just fucking just drowns flat. it out falls flat it's, and then you have the obligatory Taylor Swift cameo. Again, it's just a cameo. It's not this it's not she's not here because she's talented at musical theatre. She's not. She comes in, she writes a song for the film as well. She writes, they added an extra song because if the last thing we fucking need is more fucking songs. Um so then they have Taylor Swift's character who comes in at the end and sings Bacavity. Uh it, she I mean, she wrote her own music for this as well. She released a single, Beautiful Ghosts, that Victoria sings. And again, it just adds more unnecessary crap to this already overstuffed piece of shit. I was expecting, on the rewatch, I was expecting to not like this, but I'm... I'm of the camp that oh this is so bad it's entertaining, but that only lasts so long. I get to a point where I'm like, even I want this to fucking end. Mm. And then you've got that monologue, that five-minute fucking monologue at the end, and it just teases you. It keeps ending. It's like you know the um, you get
0: the final shot about six You times. know, return, this it, must be it. It's like
3: watching Return of the King. You know how that like keep end end. <laughs> return <laughs> keeps ending. It's like that, but with Judy Dench just talking to you. <laughs> it sort of undercuts the musicals in every every opportunity. You have these scenes that would have been really really good had they trusted their source material, had they filmed it properly, and not kept trying to intercut it with narrative. You have really upbeat songs like Mr. Mistopheles, that is just completely just dialed the fuck back and boring as sin because you have to interrupt it every five minutes. I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of ready to get my final thoughts on this. I don't know. I think I'm done with cats. I was the ready before we started. Can I, the- I just, <laughs>
1: can I just get mine done so I can leave, please? Yeah, go yeah. Cool for it. Yeah. Final thoughts. Tom Hooper, for me, is the majority of the problem. And that includes my issues with Rebel Wilson, James Corden. He's the one who's picked them, essentially, mm-hmm. to be in. We all know it's going to be his decision. This is what he does. I don't think this should have been made into a film adaptation. I think I want to give a special mention to the props team because the props themselves looked great.
3: Yeah, really well- and
1: while the scale was all over the place, I know they used 1.5 to 3 times, He still did a good job on it, and everyone worked really hard to make all that stuff. He had a fantastic playground to play with. He had all the money in the world to play with, top-of-the-line technology to play with. and He fucked it up royally, and I can't forgive that. I want Victoria, sorry, Francesca, to come out well of this. I want some other actors to come out well of it, but in the end... They didn't know what they were in for, and
3: it's all his fault. As long as Rebel Wilson and James Corden's careers ruined, that's all I care. <laughs> um, yeah, Hannah, do you want I would of... say, oh
1: no, I've fucking love gone.
0: <laughs> Set design brilliant, choreography. Who knows? Could have been great, could have been not. <laughs> didn't really see it. Um, sound what they were saying could have been great. Didn't hear most of it. Um, just maddening, absolutely yeah, maddening, fully and, maddening. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a pretty no succinct. Oh, and the, the snot.
3: Oh, I know you actually want to talk about this because the, the entire the, time. The
0: snot on.
3: Jennifer Hudson's right.
0: Jennifer Hudson's you, Yeah, great. Gris-
3: try and say Grisabella. <laughs> so
0: the snot on Grisabella's face is just disturbing it's, all the it's way It's always through. there,
3: that's the thing. It's right. just
0: so distracting.
3: Ryan, do stay on the mic, please, before we finish recording. Like, he's trying to move. He's <laughs> trying to run away. <laughs> um. I think you're spot on. Really, it feels as if Tom Hooper not only hates musicals, but he basically hates movies at this point. <laughs> like, I, he ruins every single musical number in this film, and there are some genuinely good musical numbers in this performance in this musical. I feel much much worse for Andrew Lloyd Webber, who I don't think he was very best pleased with this. Production. No, I, I wouldn't blame I him I think this if he had the choice he would completely dissociate himself if someone did this to my baby I would be pretty upset too T.S. Eliot's probably rolling in his fucking grave somewhere
0: <laughs> I know Andrew Lloyd Webber said that the whole thing was ridiculous yeah it is
3: ridiculous I mean, it boils down to the problem with this film boils down to the fact that it just shouldn't exist in the form that it does it was barely right to exist in a musical form. It was probably best left as poetry. Let's be <laughs> honest, guys.
0: Children's poetry. Um,
3: nothing could have fixed this. No no number of A-list actors, no re-edits on the on the digital effects. Nothing could have saved this. It's just a travesty from beginning to end. The real question before we do wrap up, guys, is whether or not it belongs in the pantheon of best worst It's kind of the last thing I think we need to discuss. Oh,
1: absolutely. If... I recommend anyone to take Acid or Shrooms if you have a high enough constitution. Watch this movie. It's just, get really, just get really stoned. Get really mean. stoned. It will keep you entertained. You will switch off at certain parts, but that's fine. It's bad. There are going to be those moments. But on the whole, mm-hmm. you will be glad that you have seen this movie and have the opportunity to talk about
3: it. I'm glad I saw it, but I don't ever want to see it again.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm in the same boat
3: I'm going to avoid my cats for a good few weeks Probably. <laughs> yeah so unless you guys have anything else to add I think that'll probably about wraps up the episode thank you very much for listening guys and do check us out on social medias Bad Taste Buds on our Facebook Instagram and Twitter and also check us out at www.badtastebuds.com next week it's Jack's pick now Jack is asleep so I think we should just pick for him guys I think we've trying Jackets. what you guys don't know about Jack is he's actually a massive D&D nerd so I think we're going to surprise him and do Dungeons and Dragons next week um, I know Jeremy Irons is in it and I'm buzzing because it looks fucking <laughs> atrocious uh, I've not seen it I don't think any of us have seen it so it might be the first movie we do where none of us have seen it oh all virgins mm-hmm. all Rare. Dungeons and Dragons virgins um, but do keep listening guys and do uh, obviously if you're, if you're listening on Apple podcast do subscribe and leave us a review as well thank you very much and good night Thank you